Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode. We got a good one here. We have Jonathan and his sister Jennifer coming on the show today to share their experiences with UFOs, haunted house experiences, haunted trailer experiences. This is a good one. So strap up and enjoy the show, everybody. All right, today we got Jonathan and Jennifer on the show. They are siblings. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I was. I don't know if I put this show out yet or not, but I think I was producing it recently, and I. I you, asked, you have about feeling weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was this past show you just put it out. It kind of made me laugh because I had never thought about it either. <laughs> I. It was. It's fresh in my mind because I just got done producing that not too long ago, and I. I said that to you guys. I'm thinking to myself. It does sound weird after you talk to somebody for a period of time to say, how you doing? Like we just started talking, but right. <laughs> like I said on that episode, I'm not changing a freaking thing at this point. So <laughs> nope, keep going. <laughs> you're, you're, you heard the phrase, uh, old dogs, new tricks don't mix. Right. So that's pretty much me with that. I'm not going to change it because it's one of those things where I don't even have to think about it. It's just what I say. So if I had to start thinking about what I'm going to start saying, it's going to be like, today we got Dang it, I forget their name. What's their name again? Because I, like, I have to, it just throws me off my groove. So uh, anyways, you guys have uh, 
paranormal experiences, UFO experiences, haunted house stuff. Uh, your siblings both have had experiences and you're here to talk about it. Uh, and we're going to start off with Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, actually, I didn't say this in the prep, so I'll just tell you now, if you can, if not, no big deal, but if you can start us off with the earliest kind of stuff and work our way, work our way through it, uh, that way people can uh, kind of get a picture as to you know how things unfolded for you. Sure, I was going to do that. Sure, sure. Awesome. So uh, so really the uh, first experience that, that I had, I was really young. I must have been seven or eight years old. Uh, my parents were divorced and uh, my mom lived in a trailer of all things. It was a haunted trailer, as weird as that sounds. And um, we had a lot of weird experiences in this trailer. And uh, one of my earliest memory or one of my earliest experiences I can remember is uh, my brother and his ex-wife ended up getting married in that trailer. And uh, my mom had a clock up on the wall and, for some reason, I, you know, I just, I looked at the clock and the clock started going haywire. The hands on the clock started spinning around really quickly in different directions. And it was the most bizarre thing. And I watched it and this thing only lasted maybe two or three seconds. And, uh, you know, being that young, I wasn't old enough to critically think and critically analyze, you know, well, what did I just see? What was that? How did that happen? Uh, but looking back on it now, it's very strange. I've been watching a lot of interviews with Ed and Lorraine Warren, and uh, they put a lot of things that I experienced into, uh, you know, into perspective for me, uh, sort of explaining why I saw some of the things that I saw. And one of the things was that they talked about, you know, some sometimes the ghosts will use electronics in some manner, you know, to to interact. And I'm convinced that that's what I saw. Uh, so that was one of my weird experiences. And, uh, there was another time where I was, uh, sitting, I was sitting in the, I was sitting in the living room watching TV and, uh, my mom was in the very back of the trailer and it was just my mom and myself. And all of a sudden I heard this incredibly loud banging. It was three really loud bangings that almost echoed throughout the trailer and it shook the part of the trailer that I was on. And it was incredibly bizarre. And again, being that young, I wasn't, you know, I didn't critically think about it, but I remember these things happening. Um, and there were times my mom had a waterbed and there were times that I'd go and visit my mom on the weekends and uh, being a little kid, I'd crash out on her bed with her. And I remember there being several nights where, uh, you know, we would be perfectly still in this waterbed and it was almost like it was almost like somebody was poking on the waterbed, pushing down on it because the waterbed would just start moving. And I know that my mom wasn't moving because I was awake and I saw her, you know, and I wasn't moving. But I remember the waterbed always moving. And uh, there, that happened a lot. There were just a lot of really weird experiences in there and uh, stuff would go missing and we'd find it in the oddest places. Like my mom had a shed outside of her house and. Uh, and she had this little weird apple ceramic, ceramic apple kind of thing. I remember one day it went missing and we couldn't find it for the longest time. And then one day my mom was out in the shed and she found this thing buried back in the corner of the shed and nobody knew how it got there. And it was the weirdest thing. And that was another one of those things that uh, listening to the Warren interviews put into perspective for me because they talked about how, you know, ghosts can take objects and move them, you know? 
And uh, it was just the most bizarre thing. I, I, you know, to this day, I've never seen anything like that. It was just really bizarre. Let, let me ask you, that. let me ask you a question sure. about that. So, um, ha- I mean, you've had time to think about this. And every time I hear that kind of stuff, I always wonder what other people's perspectives are. Do you think that the ghost is walking out of the house with something and then burying it? Or do you think there's some kind of like uh, teleportation involved with a physical object? I, I really think there's teleportation involved. I mean, have you ever heard of any instance where somebody's seen something floating along and they're just like, eh, it's floating right you now? Right. I've never, I've never heard of that. So I really think that there is teleportation involved in some kind of, some kind of manner that we just don't know of, you know, but I really do think that there is. Yeah. And, you know, to top this all off, my mom, she lived by a cemetery. And I really think that living by this cemetery contributed to a lot of the stuff that we experienced there. And uh, my brother, he had a really weird experience and he sent me, he sent me a, a message here explaining what he experienced. If it's okay for me to read it to you, it's a yeah. really bizarre experience. It's really short. So I'll read it to you here real quick. Uh, uh, he said, first, back when I was about 18 years old, my sister and I were at the house, being the trailer that we're talking about, and uh, my mom was gone somewhere. I went to lay down on my mom's waterbed for a while to take a nap, and then he said, I remember it like it was yesterday. I had not fallen asleep yet. I was still awake. I felt a small push at the foot of the waterbed, making small waves, again, similar to what I experienced. Then I felt a second push that was a little bit harder that made a little bit bigger waves. Then I felt a third push that was, that really caused big waves on the waterbed. And I was like, what, what the heck is this? Then right after the third one, I felt like someone was pressing on my chest and I couldn't breathe at all. Like my chest and my whole body were paralyzed and I couldn't breathe and I couldn't move. It seemed like that continued for several seconds, maybe, maybe 10 or 15 seconds until uh, my sister here opened the door. Then all of a sudden it went away and I could breathe again. So that was his weird little brief experience with that. Um, and so there's just a bunch of bizarre stuff. My mom told me that, you know, she would sometimes hear somebody say her name. Sometimes she would see a shadow out of the side of her vision. So it's really just really strange. And to, I mean, you know, being a haunted trailer makes it even weirder. I don't hear about too many haunted trailers, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it if it's, I mean, how close are we talking to, to the, t- the cemetery? The best that I can remember, I would say about a hundred yards. Cause I remember that there was a cow pasture that divided the cemetery from where we were at. So I'm thinking probably about a hundred yards. You know, it kind of, it kind of fall in, in my mind. Uh, it seems like it kind of falls under a very similar category as uh, people talking about houses that were built upon burial grounds, you know, like native American burial grounds, things like that. I mean, was the house built exactly on top of a grave? Maybe not. Maybe it was just the property and the house was on the property. It might be a very similar situation with the the trailer. I mean, a cemetery, it's a burial ground, you know, and you're 100 yeah. yards away from it. And uh, it, was it the only trailer in the area or was it like a trailer park? It was a park. Yeah, there was only like four or five. There wasn't that many. It was like just a small. Oh group. yeah, that's true. Yeah, there were. Yeah, it was probably a small little grouping, but it was right at the edge of a neighborhood with houses, though. So it was like a little addition to a neighborhood. Did you ever? Yes. Did you ever talk to anybody else in the area, like when you were growing up, that had weird experiences? No, because again, I was just at the age to where I didn't really think about 
too critically what I saw and experienced. You know, I saw these things, I experienced them, and then I go outside and play like a normal little kid would. You know, so I never really, you know, I never brought this up with anybody else that I knew in that area. Interesting. Yeah, I, I when I was a kid growing up, we would talk about ghosts and Bigfoot and Loch Ness monster and stuff. Uh, and that for for us it was entertainment. You know, like. Uh, but I remember I went through an experience with, cause I grew up in a trailer park. I mean, it wasn't any, it wasn't four trailers to tell you that it was hundreds of trailers. You know, we were trailer park kids. If that, if that means anything, to anybody out there, I mean, we were like yeah. the stereotype, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, there, there's a shame in it. Yeah. I, I don't care. I, I wear, no way, man. I wear my life as a badge of honor, you know, like, That's right. like I, I know where I came from. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm very proud of who I've become in life. Uh, and so when we were kids, there was this one girl and she was always telling us her trailer was haunted and, you know, me and a couple other kids were like interested, you know? And so she would like every once in a while come and tell us that, you know, something happened at the trailer, whatever, whatever. And so the one day we decided to, we we're, I think we we're around my trailer and we decided we're going to walk down there and we're going to see this, this trailer. Like nobody's home. Her parents aren't home. We're going to, we're going to go. So she took us down, walked down a couple roads and, uh, we get to her trailer. We go inside, I walk in and you're a kid and you're, so you're like, oh man, this is, this is kind of creepy. You know, like, like you're just thinking you're in a haunted location and, uh, so we're, we're, we're just standing there, you know, waiting for something to happen and nothing's happening. I, I think we, we maybe stood there three, four, five minutes max. And then it's just like, oh, nothing's happening. Time to go, you know, and <laughs> clearly not haunted. <laughs> right. It's, it's like, well, it's, it's part of you probably is scared too. And so you're just like, oh, well, I, I tried it, you know, and you're just kind of moving along. But we walk out. And, uh, she had to go do something real quick. And so me and uh, like another guy or whatever, we walked out and we closed the door and she goes then to open the door and she can't open it. And all we're standing on her porch and she starts yelling, banging on the door, kicking the door. And we're like, what the heck? And so we, we go to try opening the door and it's locked. It's not opening. It's what we thought it was locked. And we're like, open the door, open the door. She's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And uh, then all of a sudden, we, we let go of the door. And at the same time, we let go of the door on the other side. She let go of the door and the door just opened by itself. Oh, and, oh man. And, weird, and so, weird. like, no. you know, like, was the trailer park haunted? I don't know. Was her trailer haunted? I'm fairly certain it was. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, I mean, but we didn't live on any. We didn't live near any cemeteries or anything. We were literally out in the sticks. I mean, it was a huge trailer park in between two cornfields. I mean, like we, it was just nothing there except for this giant trailer park, and then nothing. You know, so I, I don't know what the deal was. Maybe it was in more of a family haunting there. But uh, she did live. She did live. Uh, five or six trailers down if i remember correctly from the trailer that blew up which was interesting i could tell oh. i could tell that story another time but <laughs> <laughs> i haven't heard that one. <laughs> yeah well you know I've, I've got a little bit of a theory that i've just put together over the past few days uh with ghosts you know and i'm kind of of the of the idea that and, you know, I think ghosts roam around, like literally roam around the earth, you know, and that's why I think any place can be haunted. Any place can be haunted. It's either haunted originally and the spirit is stuck there. Or I think that spirits can just be passing through, 
to different places, you know, so. Or be brought with people who were coming into that new location even. That's true. Yeah. Follow people around. So, yeah, I think really any place could potentially be haunted. I, I yeah. agree. I agree. I mean, uh, it's, um, all right. So if your house is haunted, did you ask for it to be haunted? Chances are no, it just <laughs> happened. And so if your neighbor's house is haunted, what makes you think that that haunting can't come to your house? Right. Uh, exactly. And even like, exactly. With, they can follow you. Yeah, for sure. I, I, and I think that, uh, I, I think that there's a lot of spiritual activity. Let's just keep a general, very generic terminology, spiritual activity that happens around people a lot more than people realize. And, uh, and it's like, even when, when you, uh, when you're like, so sometimes people contact me about like a demonic possession and they're like, how do I handle this? And I don't have anything to tell. Like, I, I don't know what to tell people other than what, I mean, I'm not an exorcist. I've never exercised anybody. I work out a lot, right? No, I'm just kidding. I don't work out hard. <laughs> but like, I, I just, um, I don't know what to tell you other than what I've been taught, which is the whole, you know, rebuking in Jesus name. Right. But right. what I have come to understanding through doing this show and hearing other people talk about such things is that if you if you cast out a demon out of somebody, like you're doing an exorcism and that demon leaves the body, uh, that there needs to be something else going on or else that demon can go you know, into the next person or the next house or your, your cat or whatever, right? And so I always tell people when I'm talking about this, like when they reach out, I just say, I don't know if this is what you want to hear, but this is what, the only thing I know to tell you that I would feel comfortable telling you. Uh, but I'd say, I always tell them, when you rebuke it, you tell it to go where Jesus tells it to go. And that way you're you're sending it to Jesus and then Jesus, it's on his shoulders. Let him take care of it. You know, that's the way I look at it. I, I'm just like... That was mind blowing to me. The first time I heard you say that, I was like, well, that just seems like common sense that you would want to do that, but never have thought about it. You know, that way it's not just hanging out, waiting for the next person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, like, I, I don't know, like I'm not the, I, I'm not trying to knock anybody who does this. Like, I, I don't care what people do. Like I, I, I try to express that on the show. Like I, I really don't care what people do with their lives. Like it's not my life. I don't care what you do. Uh, but when it, when it comes to this stuff and I hear people like, tell me your name, I'm like, I don't care what its name is. Just get out. You know? This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.